coke. Okay, like, okay. A, you know, I got like yes, it's two hundo. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Recorded in progress. Old black magic in the millennium. Old black magic in millennium. Shit is hot, yo. I'm finna write a rap about that. I have this other idea for a podcast. Okay. For myself, maybe my own podcast. I'm gonna branch out. It's gonna be a spinoff. Oh. Okay. I feel like it's going to be an investigation into white women. An investigation, like in-depth, TED Talk caliber, think tank investigation into the psyche of white women, the history of white women. Because ultimately it's like, who am I? Yeah. Who are my people? Like, what are we about? Like, why do I, as a white woman, sometimes feel so alienated from white women? Well, hold on. I follow, and I'll send it to you. I follow I follow this hashtag. And no, it's actual Instagram account where it's called Karen's Gone Wild. Karen's Gone Wild. And it's... Yeah. It's... It, but you could still do a Keisha's Gone Wild. And it'll be just ridiculous. Or, you know, a Latina's gone wild. Yeah, but the activities that they would be up to might be a little different. Yeah. But today's topic... Is a white woman. You pitched this to me. Because it's today's topic is, is a white woman. This is the first investigation okay. that we're kicking off okay. right here. And if you want more of this content, subscribe and review. Yeah. So, Brian. Yes. What we we started getting into a regular regular conversation, and I was like, "Save it for the podcast." True that. Save it for the podcast. Right. So I want to know from you. Let's start with this. Did you hear about the new Rachel Dolezal? Um, I, I've I've heard I've heard that there was like a Latina Rachel Dolezal. That's all I kind of gleaned. I just found that word gleaned, mm-hmm. and um. I didn't really get into it because actually Rachel Dolezal is like my friend now. We talk on Instagram in the, in the, in the DMs. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> We've been talking in the DMs, me and Rachel Dolezal. You fucking <laughs> would. Because it was, it started because I reached out to her to do a cameo for, for me and Hannibal. Got it. And she declined my cameo because I was like, I need you to say like, yo, uh, you guys are my favorite comedians and I love y'all music. And then she declined. It's like, what is this? And then I sent her a DM like, yo, you really like hurt my feelings when you didn't do my cameo. So that's how we started. (laughs) That's how we started our friendship. So she's moved to, she she moved to, she moved from Spokane, Washington. Now she's in Tacoma. Uh, No, I think, no, not Tacoma. It's uh, Tucson, Arizona. That's where she's living now. She's still doing art, and she just cut her locks, and she's doing good. And let me just say this, and for people who are so mad about that, I was in Seattle during the uh, Black Lives Matter protests, and it wasn't enough Black people for all that in Black Lives to Matter, so it was mostly just white people energy for racism, and it was, so how can y'all really be mad? She was just doing some shit before her time. But the thing is, is like you can do that shit without <laughs> pretending that you're black. Now, hold that's on. the lesson of the day. At the end, that's you're right. At the, presenting the moral up front. You don't you have can to do all that shit 
without pretending to be black. You can do all that without, you can be the president as a white person of the NAACP of Washington. It might be hard, but as a white person, but if you say you're black, that's wrong. But Molly, and I'm not saying this because me and Rachel Dole is all our friends now. If you see, and this is before we were even talking on Instagram. If you see the documentary about her on Netflix, a lot of stuff is explained. At first, it looks like, wow, this white lady's just batshit crazy, going hard, thinking she black, right? If you see the documentary, mm-hmm. you see like, oh, okay, okay. Like, it was some like, a, it was like some stuff that she was going through with her parents as a child. Her parents were adopting black kids, maybe abusing them. She took on this motherhood, adopted them when she was 18. It's a lot of backstories that black Twitter likes to just ignore and just make her this crazy oh. white lady. And I'm not defending her because she's my friend. I'm just being fair and balanced on our podcast because we are, we have credibility. Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a backstory, isn't there? I've seen I've seen hoarders. No, no, no hoarder. I, I don't. That's a different thing. <laughs> Let me just like cut to the chase. This woman's name is Jessica Krug. If you haven't heard of her, now what is Krug? K-R-U-G. Is that like Krug? If someone's last name is Krug, the German. It's Jewish. A Jewish person's doing this nonsense. Yep. Okay, keep going. So Jessica Krug, what is she doing? You have you sent me a video and you told me not to watch it. But did you see the photo yet, though? You gotta look at the picture. <laughs> what race is that person? White. <laughs> she doesn't look anything ambiguous as I'm zooming in harder and harder on my iPad, looking at her dead in the eyes. She looks like just your average white chick that might go to the moth story slam who needs to comb their hair. First of all, a black woman wouldn't have her hair looking like this. So the fact that anyone is because she has a bulbous nose. Is that what it was in the dark lipstick? I'm trying to think what, what, what was fooling people. And she has hoop earrings. She has dyed black hair and dark lipstick. But she didn't comb her hair though. So while we even continue in this conversation, her hair is raggedy as fuck. No black woman would ever do that shit. And the fact that anyone didn't question this woman, they won. This don't look like she, she had a symposium with her hair looking a mess like this. So this is what she do. Yeah. Podcast over. I mean, the fact that like this even, no, this is Brian. This is what like was blowing my mind. I spent so long digging into this because I was just like, how like Rachel Dolezal, Rachel Dolezal looks, but she at least went hard, braided hair, kind of like she, you know what I'm saying? Like, were you like, well, maybe she mixed, mixed, you know, she maybe just said high, high yellow. Yep. You know, you know, in the black community, you got some black people like, God damn, you notebook paper white, but they black as fuck. So she was an associate professor at George Washington University. Wait a minute. That's a real and university. From- that's a real univ- that's a real ass job at a real university. She got her doctorate at the University of Wisconsin, <sighs> like a real ass place to get a doctorate from. Badger country? She's a fucking Scotty girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's from she's from Kansas City, Even Kansas. Worse. And she outed herself. She canceled herself? Yes. 
she outed herself in a blog post because she was about to be outed, of course. But what was she saying she was? I'm just curious about that. What was she what, was she saying she was was she teaching African American studies as a black teacher or some shit like that? Yes. Wow. From what I could gather, her position at GW was a diversity hire. And she had some whack ass fucking sob story. But there was a black woman who shared Facebook messages that she had sent her like three years ago. And right after this Facebook conversation, um, Jessica deleted all of her social media. So she's been like off social media for three years, I think, trying to stave this off. There's your other vocab word for the episode. I know that one. You knew that one? Yeah. I thought you would know Glean as a man of the word. No, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying I was saying that. I knew what it was. I'm just <laughs> saying. I was going to throw that around today. I'm, I still have her picture up and, and just mad at this picture. Oh, so you ready to uh, to hit that video? Oh, okay. I thought we weren't going to even get into that. Hey, I'm Jessa Bombalera. I'm yeah. here in El Barrio, East Harlem. Uh, you probably know this neighborhood because the Hosanna Melissa Mark Viverito, who used to be the speaker of your city council, sold my fucking neighborhood to developers and gentrifiers. So I got a couple of things to say. And when y'all come on and tell me my time. Okay, she slipped between four accents. She wanted to like a, she wanted to like an African or South African accent. She wanted to this Latina accent. She wanted to like a quick like Black Lives Matter activist accent. Whew. Hold on. Stop. Can you play out of here. It's been seven hours. Not only did I have to listen to these cops and not just the cops, but to be honest with y'all city council members. And then she got both- a slight little Southern draw, y'all. <laughs> it's it's like four things going on in this from, and I'm a Five. fuck. Yeah. Five. And then just straight hunky. And is it, who is this? Is this a sign language person? Yeah, yeah, it's a New York, it's like a New York City Council meeting. They always, it's okay. like a Zoom meeting. So a couple it's of things. June, you was talking apparently. about, Chair, you was talking about moving against the gang database. What's up with that? Because last I checked, that's still operating. Last I checked, that's still up. You talk about us to show up, been shown up in all these neighborhood council meetings trying to fight gentrification. Is there a punchline to this? And then real quick, I want to talk about some of my experiences in the um, on Thursday. So, you know, y'all directly saying I have COVID, right? Oh, Uh, and she got COVID. Before the curfew. All right, I know. Beating. (laughs) The got no COVID. And there was also like this like newsy type of accent, like a little like boy in short pants. Yeah, extra, extra. Was, you don't even, and then there's a little. He was talking, he was. Yeah, it's a little Australian. It's, what was that? A white Jewish woman from Kansas City who went from saying. No, no, hold on, let me just say something. This, dad... is a, this is another form of Karenism. It's just, it's just like the level of privilege where you think, you know what? I'm going to be a whole and then go hard on it. Now, what are you saying about her father? Oh, so this was like her final form that she assumed. <laughs> her final form. Okay. <laughs> just, just la bombalera. 
Wait, wait, was she cha- was she uh, changing her name as we That was her like whatever online. That was her persona, Jessica Bombalera. That sounds like some MySpace and, energy. And she she was telling people that she was like Puerto Rican and Colombian and from the Bronx. And before that, she had told people that she was like Cuban Jewish. Mm-hmm. And before that, she had told people that her father was North African. Mm-hmm. And at some point, her story was that her whole family's black. Her mom was like a drug addict and prostitute who was raped by a white man. Whoa. Well, she, you know, yeah. she's doing, maybe she's just doing a new form of fan fiction for herself, about herself. Well, that's what she said in her self-canceling letter, which was not actually self-canceling because she didn't like even resign her job. And here's what's also wild. Her scholarship is supposed to be really good. What does that mean? She's like a historian. She studied like um, escaped slave cultures. <laughs> In the Caribbean, yeah, like I like studied like cultures and I guess movement of people. I think she's in like I guess like an anthropology background about like what happened to people who escaped the slave trade and spread around the Caribbean. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, some migration stuff. Yeah, and it's like legit. It's Duke University Press published it. Like it's legit scholarship. Wow. Well, this is this is one thing, and tell me if I'm wrong about this. Do you think that, on a grand scope of things, I think Rachel Dolezal was more, I guess, what do you call the word? Pronounced, what? you know, say profound because she made it to the president of NAACP. You know what I'm saying? So like, who who did who did it bigger? If it was a versus, because I saw this was there was a lot yeah. of verses. Like Jess LaBombalera versus Rachel Dolezal, who wins? People are doing a lot of that shit. <laughs> and I think for me, for me, because you know that's why we say this is a me statement, for me, I think Rachel Dolezal got more attention and energy because she was trying to pose as a hardcore black woman. And that black woman energy fueled the rage against her and made her famous. Whereas I don't think. Latinas really give a fuck if a white woman is acting like that. <laughs> and that's real because I go down unexpected, unexpected, oddly racist places for me. Love it. Thanks. No, no. This, is that is that but racist for me to say? I mean, I mean, I think one, I think Rachel Dolezal was a bigger story because there was as much shit going on in 2015. Like no, no, no. okay. There's oh. a lot of shit going on. Number one. No, but people people still like distractions right now. People still like distractions, but I do feel you. Twenty twenty is is will get swallowed up just by Trump, COVID, and something like this. I get it. It was a different time, different place. Yeah, and I also think people understand NAACP more when it's like you know, like a university. No, I I said Rachel did it way bigger. 
bigger. But um, no, Ra- so Rachel, Rachel did it this bigger. This lady's been more harmful, though. This lady's more insidious. She's been like teaching people, and that's what I'm. And that's my point. Rachel really didn't do anything okay. but help anybody. This woman seems like she was worse as a person, but just not getting the energy and the hate that Rachel got because <laughs> of who she was trying to impersonate. And you're not just saying this because Rachel is your friend. No, I know this sounds like I'm a, a Rachel goes all apologist on this on this podcast episode. And and quiet, she does have very very good art. She makes very good art. But someone made a point of they were like, yeah, she can make good art, but why is all her art of this black people being sad? People. I'm like, ooh, that's that is weird. <laughs> Oh, yes, this person is more insidious because she's like a teacher. And like, from what I can gather, she's really taken up space, like taken up space to use a favorite phrase of that space. But like, no, no. She's she, taken up space that's like meant for black people. Doc, so why don't, why don't, why don't you think she hasn't? So do you, or do you think my point is valid that the group that she's impersonating doesn't give a fuck and they won't go out and just you remember the Mickey Kindles of the world when Rachel Dolezal was coming out that type of group will make way more noise than uh, El Chica would about this the El Chica will hate on this chick but she ain't gonna be like tweeting tweeting you know she busy I understand black women ain't busy don't fucking email me that shit but she was still also claiming to be black too she was saying she's Afro Latina yeah but that's but the, I mean, but, but how she and that's looked. why she had that messy hair. Yeah. With that messy hair. But on how she <laughs> on how she looks, people are gonna think more Latina than they would think black. Just bumble. which is also maybe why like a a a, a black HR a black hiring committee person could have like deferred. Like, yeah, I guess she could. Like, I, I guess she could I be Dominican. Know. I don't know. Fuck it. You know. Yeah. See, now you understand the head of the department. No, I'm I'm not saying that because I, I get it, but you ain't gonna sit up here yeah. and you know she ain't gonna say she missed. Well, here's 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 really the point. This is this is what we need to dive into. What is with white women doing this? Because I know that you're an anthropologist of white women too. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you first. What is this? pathology mm-hmm. that is specific to white women mm-hmm. where they need to feel I mean honestly I guess I see it I'm giving my point of view here and asking the question that like they need to be like victimized like less than they, somehow because that's what it feels like to me well you you like, do that sometimes but not to this extreme like you will always side yeah. you will side with the with the underdog all the time and the person who looks like they might have a thing you'll just that's just the way you're wired and i think that it it's sort of like oh my god i have privilege and i know it's bad but anything that puts me i can do to kind of tap that down for some reason you feel that makes gives you karma points and some people go to the extreme like this lady karma points yeah it's like you know me better than that i don't need karma points you know what i'm talking about okay it makes me clarify but you know karma 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 points meaning meaning like oh pay it forward whatever the fuck you want to call it 
No, you're 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 right. I side I side with the underdog. I care about uh, people who who can't get a leg up mm-hmm. on things. And then people like me are just mean old black man trying to shut it down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, Steven. Yeah, it's like it's like the time. It was like the time, and even you. Was like, gee, that's too much. Even we were in that meeting, and and Sarah Lou said, "Yeah, I want to do a story on runaway transgender teens of color." I'm like, God damn, that's Jesus Christ. That's the mother load of oppression. Damn, that's disenfranchised. <laughs> yeah, that's disenfranchised. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get. Okay, so I get it. You're like. You want to help? It's it's the like very a very extreme extension, extension. of that. It's sort, of, it's sort of like you know, it's sort of like back. Remember a few years back, I would just send you screenshots of white women's dating app pictures, and it would always be one with them and some African kids, <laughs> or doing some shit in a third world country, or just smiling with some kids, poor kids in Haiti, or reading to them. It's like what. What you trying to say here? I'm helping. Yeah. I am helping. (laughs) I'm doing my part, you know? So it's sort of like you have that and then, you know, but does that, is that the same thing of, is it, it's past cultural appropriation though. Uh, You know, it's like, that's not the same thing as like, a white girl wearing like you know they stopped doing it now, but I, like I never really thought it was anything wrong. And but people convinced me like when white girls used to wear like Indian feathers to Coachella. No, this goes this goes beyond cultural appropriation. I mean, this woman said in her letter that she's never had a different life for herself. Like she doesn't really know how to like be herself. I was like, well, Whoa. that's just crazy. That's just. That's just, yeah, and that's, and that's what gotta, I say a lot. Woo, a lot you of gotta deal with your shit. A lot of times, like these these Karen Karen situations, I've said it's a lot of mental illness that is in a pressure cooker situation that now is manifesting itself in public displays of bullshit. If this person, if a lot of these people were like in better situations, like maybe on some meds or you know living on a farm, not stressed out. They wouldn't be at the fucking Seven Eleven, not wearing a mask, acting a fucking fool. No, they would not. See, all black magic. See, I know something. I've been on this earth forever. Oof. Okay. Wow. That's enough for me. Well, that's a great episode, Molly. Next time. I don't know what's what's next on all black magic in the millennium. Um, Brian still gallivanting in a pandemic. Yeah, it's cool, man. You know, airports are the safest place to be. You know, if you could take a charter flight, do it. You know, bro. Um, I want to talk about next time. And it's probably not even nothing to talk about. Like you were saying, do I hate white men? I don't hate them. I'm just disappointed in like a lot of the white men that I grew up with and that I had slumber parties over at their house. And, and then I'm on Facebook talking to them about Trump shit. And it's like, get the, you too. Like I, I sent, I sent, I sent this my boy Jeremy, and this is this is someone that was on my ticket in high school politics. I let him on my ticket as treasurer, and he wrote my cocktails in three elections. And now he's on this bullshit. I sent him a picture of uh, Tamir Rice, 
the little boy who was shot with a ray gun, and then that Kyle Ritten, whatever that motherfucker's name is. I was like, one didn't have a, had a toy gun shot by the cops. One shot two people and just walked away. This motherfucker sent me back an a image of just random white people killed by like black criminals. Their lives don't matter. I'm like, motherfucker, I will come through the internet and choke you. Yeah, it's it's, it's like, hard it's to like, argue. It's with like stupid. it's like you can't argue with stupid. It's like, are you kidding me? I was blown away. So then I I sent an email to like some other like my other two friends who are like not morons. And he's like, oh yeah, like like when you hear other white people embarrassed over white trash, it's sort of like how black people are embarrassed of like you know hood blacks. Like ugh, I know, and I get it. Everyone can't be perfect. I'm out. This is not a phone call.